0: Hi everyone, this is your host McKenna, welcome to another episode of Crash Cinnamon. Today I'm talking about a topic that um, really is sensitive, and not in the sense that it's something we can't talk about, it's just how it's handled, how it's been politicized, how it's been managed by different uh, participants or players for that lack of a better term. Uh, and this is racism, uh, and especially when look at racism in sports, racism in the sense of what I have gone through uh, as a fan, and also I used to play amateur hockey and. Yes, there was a particular incident that that was it for me that made me not go back to hockey, and because I was the only black person in the whole league, and some of the comments, even from my own team and some of the referees and people who would come, was just I don't know. And then I didn't know how to really handle it um i just felt nobody would hear me or defend me and i choose to walk away from the game completely and give my own excuses why dingo but it just got to a point i was i was not happy and i didn't feel safe um and we're going to look at racism in the uk especially in football um there's two campaigns really that focus in to end that rather their campaigns are for ending racism in sports and football and that's Kick It Out and the Respect campaign. Uh I I don't know, I have reservations for them because how they go about things really is there real success in what they do? uh I'm yet to see it. FA, FA, really. Hmm. I have my also my my own personal um uh, comments about that. And sometimes FA has let down a lot of players who've made complaints about uh, racial abuse. Uh, they faced on the pitch. And sometimes how they handle it is not really good. They just make statements. However, I have to also commend them for the times that they do um stand up and uphold their their decisions. Especially, um, I'm a Liverpool fan, and one of the issues that stands out for me. And it was a very dark time to actually support Liverpool because it was the 2011 season and. Suarez was playing for us. Uh, was a, a big Uruguayan uh, footballer. Still is uh, top of his game. Arguably best in the world at that time. And there was a situation when they came, when Manchester United came to play in Liverpool, and when Liverpool and Man United play together, it's always. It's always a touch-and-go situation. However, this this was a situation between Patrice Evra and um, Suarez. And Patrice, at the end of the game, actually said that there was some terminology that were racist that was said towards him by Suarez. And there was a whole uh, inquiry. There was such a huge media frenzy around it. And Liverpool maintained that, you know suarez is 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 innocent there's not and later on suarez actually admitted that he used the terminology that patrice ever said however he said in his country um that is not seen as a derogatory term it's actually a term of endearment and i remember the fa fined him twenty thousand pounds and gave him an eight game ban and i remember liverpool fans were went f- crazy they were like that's a witch hunt and all this and i was like wait uh witch hunt you know you might think this this is a term of endearment like swear it said but it's wrong and i think at that point i was i was really torn as a liverpool supporter um how to feel about the whole situation because you know a wrong is a wrong it doesn't matter if it's you team which is doing it it's it's wrong and sometimes that's why i have reservations about this organizations that have been set up or have come up to kick out racism because really the stakeholders in these organizations like fa and kick it out and respect most of those people make the decision so on the on the panels are not black so they don't understand um what it feels to be called uh all these racial aggregated terms or monkey noises made at you they don't know how that feels they don't know because most of them are white caucasian males so they how would they know you know how would you explain a terminology or being um discriminated or demeaned or they wouldn't know and (laughs) yeah and One of the things that made me also stop going to live matches for Liverpool, and I've never shared this with anyone really, Um, aside from the fact that, okay, also ticket prices are ridiculous, Um, and yeah... I, d- I just don't understand why Anyway, well, that's a story for another day But one of the things that made me feel So insecure going to football matches Was being Racially abused By my own uh, Liverpool FC Fellow fans Yeah. And the sexual innuendos they were just it was just crazy i used to go to matches either alone or with a friend and it got really dicey i remember one point um there's a pub on uh, on towards you know lfc there are a couple of pubs but there's one in particular that uh, fans could even drink outside and and this group of men, they were in their 40s, 50s, they were shouting insults, uh, snarled at me. And the especially one guy was like, oh, you know, you'd be great for, um, and he described this sexual act. And he was saying, actually, black women are known to be great at that. And then one of his friends was like, why would you want a filthy black person to do that to you? I, I wouldn't want that. And, you know, her whole discussion there went on about, you know, black people and how filthy are we on this side and on the other side how great we are sexually and our... Uh, t- described, you know, it was just crazy. And I just thought to myself, run. Because run as fast as you can because this is not a situation where you win in any way, shape or form. And another time was... Um, I went with a friend. And the friend went... It was during uh, the halftime break. And he'd gone to get us some drinks. I remember. And I was left. And I was just scrolling my, through my phone. And some fans were like shouting at me. Making monkey noises. And I was thinking, maybe it's not me. Maybe. I don't know why I was even thinking that. And this guy just poured his abuse at me and i was like wow i don't need even to feel to be told what you know anything beyond that i i knew exactly that was meant for me and i just felt so uncomfortable i didn't even tell my friend and i was like um okay and the third time when i was walking home from the match and i was this guy's time making insults and monkey noises and um they made very threatening remarks that were really really uh yeah scary they just say I ran I ran for my life they were laughing um they were just and they were like oh we're just joking and I was like nope there's not a way to die I don't want to die I don't want the echo newspapers to write about me in this way so yeah in the end I felt I'm not going to football matches anymore. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I go to a lot of sports um, games. I especially love football and rugby. In rugby, though, you don't feel that. You never feel unsafe. You actually make friends from all over the world. It's it's a different atmosphere. I just don't understand. It's like night and day. So I stick to going to rugby. And anyway, now we're in COVID times. There's no really... Um, going to matches anymore in a way um, maybe that will help us rethink about our etiquette with others um, and mannerisms uh, hopefully this the COVID will change our mindsets about how we value each other because if there's anything COVID has taught us there's no respecter, anyone can die, anyone can catch it it doesn't and needless to say big china decided to make black people the culprits of this um, disease somehow somehow black people always get the blame anyway i digress so it's gotten to a point where i was wondering why is it that we can't seem to shake this beast off it kind of grows ahead a A And each time you try and tame it down, it just becomes bigger and bigger. And there have been different documentaries to highlight this problem. Like BBC3 did a uh, program about shame in the the game. And they even approached 20 Premier League um, teams. And that was, I think, in 2019. Only one came back for a statement about racism. And that was Watford FC. And it's crazy when you think about the different players. Even in a women's team. I remember there's a lady. She played for Tottenham Hotspur. And she was racially abused by a Sheffield United uh, player. I think she was called was Sophie. Um, the one who racially abused her. And it was crazy. that's women's league as well so it's it's both ways and and i'm really i i just hope we can find change and i think change starts with representation If we have representation in the stakeholders who make changes in football and sports if there is enough representation about from the bme community if there's education as well we'll start seeing some changes and also harsher penit uh, harsher um what is it punishment in terms of fines or even jail time people need to be reinforce that you know there's no room for racism really no room Mm -hmm. i commend psg what they did in december when they walked out uh when they that whole racism incident and not not only they walk out also also the turkish Mm -hmm. side did and that's the kind of solidarity um sports Mm -hmm. needs it's it's unfortunate actually. If you read an article the Guardian did in the beginning of last year, uh, in January, they said these incidents have risen from eighty something to one hundred and fifty-two in England. So that's more than fifty percent, uh, according to the statistics, more than fifty percent incidents in that season of 2018, 2019 It's crazy, it's unbelievable. We are seemingly being provoked, actually, by our politicians, if you think about it, because racism is not only uh football issue actually it starts it's a systemic issue it's uh it's from the grassroots from um our politicians like i say it's a society problem it's a society cancer and it's because of it starts from the home most of the of these people who are ignorant didn't pick it up just from air. Uh, actually it's ideologies maybe from when they were young people they hung about with uh and actually, I'm so sad that uh, in England especially, uh politicians have normalized bigotry and racism. they have really if you in the if you've noticed the atmosphere in the last f- three four years it's, it's uncannily different from before like now, even in Parliament, the terminologies even politicians are using about the b m e communities shocking shocking so um yeah change change comes from home change comes from policy from law uh and changes now uh thank you for listening to this episode of crust cinnamon